Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this brand spanking new episode of The Dictionary. I am your host, Spencer. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yesterday, I had jury duty. It's a thing you have to do if you are an American citizen. Uh, I did not get picked to sit on a jury, but I did have to go through the process, which was kind of time-consuming. Time um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it's an experience. I've only had to do that twice so far, uh, and I'm sure I'll have to do it many more times in the rest of my life. All right, let's get to the words. First one is ampere or ampere, something like that. A-M-P-E-R-E. This is a noun from 1881. One, the practical meter kilogram second unit of electric current that is equivalent to a flow of one coulomb per second or to the steady current produced by one volt applied across a resistance of one ohm. Woo. Okay. Coulomb, I think I pronounced it wrong, is C-O-U-L-O-M-B. The word ohm at the end is O-H-M. Two. The base unit of electric current in the international system of units that is equal to a constant current which, when maintained in two straight parallel conductors of infinite length and negligible circular sections one meter apart in a vacuum, produces between the conductors a force equal to two times ten to the negative seventh newton per meter of length. Oh, uh, yeah, another one. Whoa. Um, I mean, I have a, you know enough understanding of science to be able to read that. Uh, but I have no idea what I just read unless somebody were to actually uh, explain it to me. The etymology says this is from André-Marie Ampère. Ampère was his last name. Next we have Ampère-Hour. There is a hyphen between those two words. This is a noun from 1883. A unit quantity of electricity equal to the quantity carried past any point of a circuit in one hour by a steady current of one ampere. Now we have ampere turn, and there is a hyphen on that one too. This is a noun from 1884. The meter kilogram second unit of magnetomotive force equal to the magnetomotive force around a path that links with one turn of wire carrying an electric current of one ampere. Now we have amperometric, A-M-P-E-R-O-M-E-T-R-I-C. Uh, this is an adjective from 1940 relating to or being a chemical titration in which the measurement of the electric current flows under an applied potential difference between two electrodes in a solution is used for detecting the end point. I know I've mentioned this in the past, but Boy, are there a lot of scientific words in the A's. Uh, I am really curious to know if the other letters will have this many. All right, now we have ampersand. This is a noun from 1835. A character typically... Oh, and then it shows what an ampersand looks like. Standing for the word and. All right, so a character typically shaped like this, standing in for the word and. And uh, I was the one who put in the word in, standing in. 
All right, let me see if I can describe this uh, etymology to you, but I am very, very confused. I mean, I generally understand it, but not in the way that they're writing it. So I'll just read it to you and let's figure it out. This says it's an alternative of and in italics, parentheses, the symbol of an ampersand, per se and, that's all in italics, literally, parentheses, the character, and parentheses, the ampersand symbol by itself, parentheses, is the word, and parentheses, and then in italics, the word and. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, it's way harder for you because you're just listening, but it's pretty difficult just for me to see this. But I think uh, it's basically a combination of the phrase and per se and, uh, and it got combined into the word ampersand, which became the symbol. But yeah, I would have to sit down with this one uh, for a while to really figure out what it's trying to say uh, or have somebody just tell me. So if you know, if you know the history of this, uh, let me know, email, Facebook, whatever. Uh, but I may also go to that uh, website that I found out recently. It's etymology.com or something like that. Uh, and so I'm sure that that'll give me some more info. All right, let's move on. We are at amphetamine. A-M-P-H-E-T-A-M-I-N-E. -E. This is a noun from 1938. A racemic, ooh, I don't know of the pronunciation, R-A-C-E-M-I-C. Uh, I'm just going to say that's how it's pronounced. A racemic compound, C9H13N, or one of its derivatives, frequently abused as a stimulant of the central nervous system, but used clinically especially as the sulfate or hydrochloride salt to treat hyperactive children and the symptoms of narcolepsy and as a short-term appetite suppressant in dieting. Now we have a prefix, amphi or amph, A-M-P-H-I hyphen or A-M-P-H hyphen. Uh, it means on both sides, of both kinds or both, as in Amphibrach, A-M-P-H-I-B-R-A-C-H, or amphidiploid. This is from Latin amphi, which means around or on both sides, uh, which is from the Greek amphi or amph, uh, and there's more at the word ambi, which we have read. Now we have amphibia, A-M-P-H-I-B-I-A. This is a noun from 1607, and it just has the synonym amphibians. Uh, so it, it is another way to uh, give the plural amphibian. Which is our next word, amphibian. Uh, this is a noun from 1835. One, an amphibious organism, especially any of a class amphibia of cold-blooded vertebrates as frogs, toads, or salamanders, intermediate in many characters between fishes and reptiles and having gilled aquatic larvae and air-breathing adults. Two, an amphibious vehicle, especially an airplane designed to take off from and land on either land or water. Amphibian is also an adjective. The etymology says this is uh, from the Greek uh, amphibion, which means amphibious being, uh, which is from the neutral of amphibios. Now we have amphibious, 
A-M-P-H-I-B-I-O-U-S. Uh, and by the way, if we look at our prefix, amphi, uh, it means on both sides or both kinds. And of course, amphibians can be on land and in the water, so that's why they get that prefix. So here we go with amphibious. This is an adjective from 1643. One, combining two characteristics. 2a, relating to or adapted for both land and water, as in amphibious vehicles. 2b, executed by coordinated action of land, sea, and air forces organized for invasion, as in an amphibious landing. Also, trained or organized for such action, as in amphibious forces. 3. Able to live both on land and in water, as in amphibious plants. Amphibiously is an adverb, and amphibiousness is a noun. Next we have amphibole, A-M-P-H-I-B-O-L-E. This is a noun from uh, circa 1823. One, we have the synonym Horn blend. That's one word, H-O-R-N-B-L-E-N-D-E. Two, any of a group of complex silicate minerals with like crystal structures that contain calcium, sodium, magnesium, aluminum, or iron ions, or a combination of them. The etymology says this is from uh, the Greek amphibolos, which means ambiguous. Uh, that's from amphibolane, which means to throw round, doubt. Uh, that's from the prefix amphi plus balin, B-A-L-L-E-I-N, which means to throw. And there's more at the word devil. What? How did the devil get into this? He gets himself into everything. All right, last word for this episode is amphibolite, A-M-P-H-I-B-O-L-I-T-E. This is a noun from 1826, a usually metamorphic rock consisting essentially of amphiboly, amphibole. That is our word that I had trouble with, uh, what is it, at the beginning of the previous episode, I think? Uh, and so we will get to that word amphibole. Never? I'm not actually seeing that word in here. Oh, wait, no, that's the word we just read. I'm stupid. Uh, yeah, it's pronounced amphibole. First off, I got the pronunciation right. Uh, and it's a thing combining of a bunch of minerals and such. All right, that was a terrible ending, but we're going to leave it in. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Thank you and goodbye.